Hey guys, so here's another good episode of the BJ Sessions. I am B, and our counterpart, Jay, is in the room. Give a good hello there, Jay. How you doing? Today, we're going to go over some amazing topics. I think today we're going to be uh, touching on some things that everybody fucking loves, and that is some good tacos. It's a fur babies. And fucking fur babies. Free tacos. <laughs> If you will. So, I don't know, man. Fucking some tacos. You can never go wrong with a good taco. Well, I mean, everybody loves Taco Tuesday. I mean, that's just a staple in American cuisine, even though it's not really American. Actually, Taco Tuesday was, I think, it was a trademark of Taco John. Which is an American, it's like a Midwest version of Taco Bell. Okay, Midwest version of Taco Bell. And when I say Midwest, I'm talking like South Dakota, Wyoming, North Dakota, all that shebang up there, even parts of Washington. Now, this was founded, trademarked even, in 1989 from Taco John's. And uh, yeah, they trademarked the Taco Tuesday. Is that part of like Long John Silver? No, 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 no. Taco Bell is Long John Silver. <laughs> yeah, so it works. So that really does hit kind of close, at least. Yeah, no, but it was it was trademarked by Taco John's uh, in 1989. They yeah. they claimed the phrase Taco Tuesday. That's absolutely crazy. So they're they are the true originator of the Taco Tuesday. Yeah. They are the true originator, and every Taco Tuesday is, uh, National Taco Tuesday is on October 4th. So it's not really a weekly thing. I think, I think where the weekly thing came from was, like, a moneymaker for bars and restaurants. You know, okay, so you have, you have the trademark, which nobody can really take, so how I kind of see this is like large corporations such as taco like fast food taco restaurants this whoever founded this taco Tuesday is making money from this or his family if he's not alive anymore but I think smaller restaurants took this day as a hey this is a good way to make some money you know let every Tuesday be taco Tuesday so that, that, oh no, that makes me wonder. Is like Taco Tuesday patented by these people? Like, do they own it? Yeah, they they have it trademarked. That is wild. So like corp, like I said, corporations as such as like Taco Time, Del Taco, Taco John's, Taco Bell, which is where it came from. Or oh, sorry, Taco John's. They have this trademark. So I'm thinking kind of like a how what is that? When you have your song played on the radio, you get royalties. So they have royalties to <laughs> that's, a taco that's, Tuesday. I mean, how else would a trademark work? I mean, yeah, I guess. You get your royalties, right? So as far as corporations go, I think they get royalties from them using their Taco Tuesday. But as, as far as like bars go, they just claim it as an everyday thing. Wow. I mean, they're the guys that made it a national... Well, they're legends. Celebration, holiday, whatever you want to call it. I mean, those guys have given us, once a week, some of the cheapest fucking tacos out there. 
I know in some of the places where, you know, I've personally worked, like, we're talking, like, under a dollar for a good taco. Yeah. And that's, no. like, hand-pulled fresh carnitas and, like, chicken. You know, that's you know, some quality Roach Coach tacos going on. Like, you got... Even, like, you are you know you did something well and you did something right when the culture it came from isn't trying to say that you're appropriating culture from them. That they're accepting this Taco Tuesday as well. Like, it's something everybody celebrates. I wonder if that's a thing in Mexico. You know, hey, I, that's one of those things. I... Let, have, let's back check that because I kind of feel I'm like check that right like now. the beginning of Mexico, probably maybe. But the further you get into like the deeper into Mexico, to where like the taco originated from, like towards the Aztecs and shit, where they use that weird ingredients as like organs and stuff like that. I, I bet you they don't recognize that shit. Maybe they don't even know about it. You know, you got some weird shit going on with the taco down there and where, where it came from. Well, I mean, they celebrate a taco day in October, kind of like what you were saying. <coughs> yeah. But other than that, like, they, you know, they do indulge upon, apparently, according to this on Google, you know, don't believe everything you read on the internet. <laughs> but, I mean, like, you get discounted tacos on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. But other than that, I think every day is taco day. Every day is taco day. Well, you know, for those guys, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. Like, the heart of taco land, where, like, it all really, like, boned up from. Even then, like, the original tacos, they were made up out of, like, organs and some yeah. gnarly shit. Yeah. Like, let, let, let's see. I mean, the first time tacos really came to America was in only, it wasn't that long ago, it was in 1905. Yeah. In San Antonio. So, like I'm saying, like, the further you go down into Mexico, like, maybe they haven't heard of Taco Tuesday. Maybe they haven't heard of, you know, Tapatio. The, the same way, like, <laughs> was it China or Japan doesn't use soy sauce because it's American-made. True. Well, I mean... You know, like, America, we've really bastardized the taco, too. We've like, really bastardized everything. I mean, look, like, a good taco, you got your your lime on the top of your pulled meats and, you know, your cilantro and your diced out onions for a good, you know, a good taco. And then, America, we're over here like, hey, won't we add some, like, fucking shredded cheese and some shredded fucking lettuce? Let's hit it with all these tomatoes, not even pico. Dude, look at look at some of the things we've done with it. We've made waffle tacos. We've made sushi tacos. My personal favorite so far has got to be the bacon taco, where even the shell of that thing is a weaved basket weave. Bacon deep fried with your taco makings in it. They even have dessert tacos. They have s'more tacos. I think what gets me is Australia. They did kangaroo tacos. That's pretty fucking epic. But, I mean, come on, that's got to be part of their thing. But, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, 
But you got, like, tacos, they've inspired, like, all around the world. Because you got the kangaroo taco, you got, like you said, the weird sushi taco. You even got, like, what is it? Those Finnish, Switzerland, European motherfuckers. They're doing, like, the s'mores and, like, chocolate tacos. Like, quesadillas smothered in chocolate with like, Nutella. Like, you know that you nailed the taco down pat when you get some some chocolatier deep in some bakery somewhere that says, hey, I bet you anything I can make this dessert taco of a cannoli taco. Just the best <laughs> damn thing taco. ever. Could you imagine that? A cannoli taco. I think I would die. Like, like you have like that nutty, creamy awesomeness, drizzled caramel. Yeah, like that—that's superb. <coughs> that is absolutely. See, ideal. we've expanded on the whole taco thing. We got like, well, there's a couple places that add Cheetos, just Cheetos, and like chicken and nacho cheese into a quesadilla. That's their that's their quesadilla, right? But then, like where it originated from, there's a right time of day to eat a certain taco. It's kind of like the English; they have their tea in the morning and their crumpets or biscuits or whatever you want to call them. Right, like their beans for breakfast. Yeah, you know? and then, then during lunchtime they may have something else like soup or salad or whatever the fuck and then they have their main course. For these guys they got the... Uh, you have breakfast tacos. Like you have that egg packed taco. Yeah. Like it's basically an omelet in a shell. Yeah. Then you have like your good midday. And according to them the midday, according to the Mexican tradition, seafood tacos are meant to be eaten at lunch and then i don't know if i'm pronouncing this right but it's anitos are meant to be eaten at dinner time and i'm not 100 percent positive on what kind of tacos those are huh so they have a certain taco for a certain time of day and you know, I, I, I've heard people in restaurants going, oh my god, yeah, a, a fish taco, that is so weird. Well, what about when you get, like, deep south and you got, like, fucking alligator on that taco? How in the hell would you top an alligator taco? Imagine, like, a super Cajun-y one where it's, like, frog leg meat <laughs> for a taco. Like, come on, tell me that would be amazing. Frog leg meat, get some turtle up in there. Call it frockos. You can serve it in a turtle shell. Dude, that, that would be superb. All your left wing is really, really mad. Oh, dude, furious. You know who I really think ruined the taco, though? Mm. Even though I have to, you know, admit my guilt here, my guilty pleasure sometimes is Taco Bell. Dude. Like, we've all been there. we all done Look, it. man, all I'm saying is when I want authentic Mexican food, I go to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he, the per Glenn Bell. Glenn Bell. Glenn Bell, in 1962, made Taco Tia, which later turned into Taco Bell. So, it wasn't always Taco Bell, it was Taco Tia? Taco Tia. Taco Tia was the first... Mexican fast food franchise that changed the name to Taco Bell. Now, he claims, because nobody else 
claimed this. He claims the credit for the taco upbringing, even though he's not, obviously, not the one who invented it, but he claims the credit for it. So he's just a fucking liar, and he ran off some shit. Yeah, well, you gotta think. So, in... 1962 he claims credit right but not until what was it let's see here right here in 1966 was when the first taco truck entered new york Ooh, i bet that was revolutionary for them yeah but see they didn't claim credit but this guy finally did. Yeah, he was like, I did it. I'm the one who spread dude, it all. Dude, what happened to, like, all those, like, vendors that worked their ass off all night just to hit the streets in Mexico, just produce out that quick taco for those that are trying to go in their commute? Like, say you got that one cartel dude that's like, I got a hankering for some tacos. Too bad it's going to take too long. And they're like, hey, look at this guy on the corner waving his little bell. And he just, like, gives this guy, like, the best taco. I mean, come on. Look at look at what they put in some of those tacos, like cow tongue taco. That is so good. It's so tender and flavorful. I'm, you're absolutely right. But, like, like, I've had experience, like, going to Taco Bell and waiting 20, 25 minutes in the drive-thru. Which is supposed to be fast food. It's supposed to be in and out, right? And then you go to somewhere, like my favorite taco truck, and I roll up and there's nobody there. And like you said, they got the cow tongue, they got all this extravagant, traditional taco oh, making. Or like pork cheek? Yeah. Like, dude, you can't beat it. But this, pork cheek? this guy, he was obviously rich to do something like this. He took a very extravagant, very fine culinary dish and he turned it into something quick and easy. He saw money in it, and then he took the credit for it, and we ate it up. We're the ones, I think, as Americans, that destroyed that taco culture. Well, I mean, there is a reason why we are, like, one of the most obese societies. We're and, gluttonous. And, you know, boy howdy, guess what? We gotta give it to the taco man. Because that taco man... He made it right for us. The Taco Man. The Taco Man. Yeah. I don't know if they have a better name. Taco Vendor? I like Taco Man. I think well, Taco Man sounds good. It's kind of like the Weed Man. Everybody likes the Weed Man. First you go visit the Weed Man, then you hit up the Taco Man. You know, it's all good from there. And when you do your Wake and Bake, you go see the Donut Man. The <laughs> Donut Man. Well, apparently down here in the South, that's what you do is the Donut Man. Oh, I mean, that's the only way you're going to get a fine kolache. <laughs> I mean, come on now. That always just sounds so funny, kolache. I mean, there's, like, where else are you going to get, like, pig guts wrapped in more pig guts that just taste great with rice wrapped in pastry? Come on. Like. Well, what do you put it that way? I don't want a fucking kolache. <laughs> Dude, whatever. Those things are delicious. And I think you ruined everybody on that one. Just... Well, no. Like... <laughs> pig guts wrapped in more pig guts wrapped in rice. Well, I mean, come on, man. Like, well, yeah, no. Like, were... like the kolache is like the taco of the donut world. Think about it. Like, look at all the shit you can put in a fucking donut. Look at Voodoo Donuts over in Portland. 
Oh, like okay, he, they went. They've gotten look, a little absurd with that. No, I mean, they got fucking crazy awesome with that. Look they, at the look at the old dirty bastard. Like you have cereal minus the milk on a donut. Okay, so all I think about that, like, is the way I say is they got absurd with it. Is they took something that somebody already did, and they're like, let's sell it to Americans in the most fashionable way we can. Which is what they did with tacos. And now, because of Americans, we're so gluttonous, we just ate it up. And that person has made so much money and taken so much credit for it. Same as Glenn Bell. I mean, 4.5, what is it? 4.5 billion Americans consume tacos in a year. So, they're like second runner-up to like say mcdonald's look at like if you look at their little sign out front it'll say so many served per day i was looking at it just the other day it's like 12 million 24 million people served that day worldwide that's a lot i mean you, half of the u.s population visits not 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 mexican restaurants not Del Taco, not Taco Time, not Taco John's, not Taco Trucks, whatever it have you. But half of the U.S. population visits Taco Bell specifically once, or yeah, 11 times per day. I mean, per day. I mean, come on. And, and you know, like, far as fast food goes, you have to give it to Taco Bell to a minor extent on, like, say, a healthy note. Like, you're eating a bunch of corn, you're eating beans, you're eating a vegetable. Like, it's not really just lips and assholes packed out of pink paste into your little McDougal box. Well, not anymore. Not in, not ever since, you know, Food Incorporated documentary came out and they were showing us what they were really putting into it and they had to change it. Well, I mean, I, I think the thing that really ruined the clown had been that... I don't know if you remember watching it in, like, middle school, but it was called Super Size Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind that, of the same thing as Food Incorporated. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They, they need to do a Super Size Me type thing with Taco Bell and see how that pans out. Because I know, like, the McDonald's guy, for example, like, he couldn't even complete his 30-day challenge <laughs> because the doctors were saying that his organs were shutting down. I can't even have I can't but, even have McDonald's two days in a row. But look look on the other side of the spectrum though. You know, like look at uh, a subway, Jared? The Jared challenge, remember that yeah. bullshit back in what was that, early two thousands, late ninety? Everybody remembers Jared. But you know what? That guy, he really did it. He really did lose that weight. And that is a mass production on subs and salads. A huge mass production. And yeah. you get it your way. Like, 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 like you can't fuck up a Subway order. Like, if you fuck it up, that guy behind the counter that screwed up that order needs to be fucking fired because you're the consumer literally pointing, saying, I need that. I need that. I mean, they've got, they're not like, even sandwiches anymore. Like, you really have it your way. You got pizzas, you got bowls, you got salads, yeah. you got soups, you got breakfast. Like, yeah. It's these fast food restaurants that I, I think are really just devastating the 
the traditional aspect of what is food? I, you know, I think they figured out what food means to people and what it means to keep them coming back. Now they're going to probably hit it with that Xanthium gum and, <laughs> and that SMG or MSG, you know, and MSG good for everything, you know, poor Gusev's a scoffer. He's rolling in his grave. I can't think of gravy without that MSG fucking, well, you, you know, that's that shit that sticks to the bones. Like if we drop that shit and a couple other things, maybe, maybe we won't be so fat, but Damn, it feels good when it's cold outside because you got that insulation. Well, it's really bad when, you know, even some of the culture is taking part in the gluttony part of it of like, hey, these these fat Americans are loving this. Let's feed it to them more. So they made the world's biggest fucking taco. Like, let's get gluttonous with it. They okay. got the biggest burgers. You got the biggest taco. You have a fucking pizza that takes the <laughs> whole fucking room. Like, they got real with this shit. Like, the biggest taco weighs 1,654 pounds. Right. That's crazy. Look, I wonder, how many people could that feed? One, how, how, how what was the weight on that? 1,654 pounds. So. And 30, what is it, 30, 35 feet long. An average American eats about two pounds of food for a serving. So, right there, you're serving about 600 people in one fucking taco. Like, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not the most edumacated, so my math might be a little fucked up here, but... Well, I know it took 80 people to make. Well, look at that, uh, look at that burger. That fucking crazy-ass burger, I know what you're talking about, it hit Guinness Book World Records. Yeah, Dude, huge that road. took like 20-some-odd people just to flip that son of a bitch. Like, drop that on a little Chevy-ass tent, crushed. Done. <laughs> Death by cow. That's like a cow and a half, maybe two and a half Dude, cows. What, what the hell was on that big-ass taco? What made the weight? So, on this big-ass taco, let's see here, I got this, they have a hundred... Or they have 1,182 pounds of grilled steak to begin with. And Dude, that made an entire farmer's year. <laughs> entire farmer's, yeah. So they have <laughs> they, they have that much steak on it, right? And then they have 186 pounds of dough, 179 pounds of onion, 106 pounds of cordonier. I don't know. I think that's what that says. And then eight grills were used to cook the meat and staff approximately were 80 people involved. And it took about six hours to make. Six fucking hours? Is that even... For one taco, that's absurd. But you gotta think, man. Like, you're gonna have to make all that in batch. Like, okay. you got some poor asshole wearing a fucking elephant nose gas mask. In some little room in solitude, just crying his eyes out, cutting all that fucking onion. But you know they, they're not thrown in like a little robo-coop or some shit. No, you guys, you got somewhere up there with big-ass knives just fucking dual-wielding that shit. You know. You got like eight people on fucking onion station. That is crazy. You know who the real MVP of all that is? It's the Cisco people. Because they are the poor bastards that had to put that food order together just to make that happen. Thank your local trucker. 
Now it doesn't say how many. I want to know how many Cisco drivers it took to deliver all that. How many Cisco trucks were involved? Dude, I'm pretty sure that that's at least like two or three truckloads, dude. It has to be at least two. That's I mean, a, look at the freezer capacity on that. I feel like one truckload would just be just meat, and then one truckload would be just veggies but then you had somebody that had to deliver the dough as well did they get that from cisco as well or did they make that dough dude if they made that dough jesus christ you know their wiener arm is strong <laughs> from kneading that and folding that and packing that like they are the true champions of the arm wrestling community you know i i think i would have just threw it all in a fucking cement mixing truck and let it go you know, maybe that's exactly what they did. <laughs> like, they said, fuck you, Hobart. Fuck you, Hobart. Just bring in the construction crew. Let, let's hit this right. <laughs> or maybe they did it hillbilly style. You never know. Maybe they brought in, like, a fucking, like, a dryer or a washer and put that thing on spin and just fucking, like, added their shit and just let it go. So here's the thing I want to know about the world's largest taco. Is... One, who consumed this? Probably a whole community. And two, did they make people pay for this to come? Hey, you know, $5 a pop, like, come eat our taco. You know, I'm going to look into that, because that... And then three, I want to know as well as... So it took, it took what, eight grills, thousands of pounds of meat, fucking hundred-something pounds of veggies, blah, blah, blah. And like, what was it, like a thousand pounds of dough or some shit like that, and six hours to complete. How, holy shit, how dude. food sanitary was this to eat? Because you have stuff heated, right, that's just coming off, then you have stuff cooled, and then you're mixing this all together. Dude, so they fed that to, like, the community on some charity shit. Oh, and they did some uh, charity run on that? Yeah, like, they, they were feeding the people. Which is wonderful, because you know there's like, I, I can't speak for everywhere, but I know like say Portland goes, like look at their homeless rate. If you're feeding that community, you just put a meal in a whole lot of people's bellies that really could use it. Like fuck the soup kitchen, I want to go and eat a sh huge fucking taco with everybody. Yeah, that would be, that would be pretty cool. I mean, that kind of like... I'm glad they did a charity run on it because you got people like those Facebook people that do these crazy cooking videos or like crazy alcoholic drink videos where they fill up bathtubs and shit and then they just get rid of it. Right. Like they like you wonder what happened after this guy made a bathtub full of jungle juice. Did he just pull the plug or did he have a party? Did after this guy made a fucking table foil wrap table of nachos did he have a bunch of people over or did he just throw it all in the trash well i don't know man like if you have like a restaurant setting and you're trying to produce it out that way i know like case in point like dirty rice there's this place over in that was excuse me the hurricane took it out but uh it was uh it was called como so it was over in uh quincy louisiana como como is that because they would put you in a food coma <laughs> but when they made their dirty rice they they made it in a fucking bathtub like they had a bathtub 
designated for cooking purposes only and sanitized it and treated it correctly as a cooking tool. So it was always good to go. Yeah, but that's for like, how long did that last? How long did that rice last? That, because that, they're actually feeding that. that. That lasted a day. Jeez. Like, they had recipes that were down pat. That wasn't something that was carried on to the next day. Maybe to get them started in their first couple of orders. Or until they get the next batch ran, but... <laughs> their first couple of orders? <coughs> Holy cow! Well, I mean, I've seen dirty rice in the past couple of days go pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> you, you, you know, if there's any listeners uh, kind of wondering... Yeah, yeah, we're down in Louisiana and the deep ass south. That's why we're balls deep. <laughs> balls deep with that BJ sesh. <laughs> okay, so you, I know you've had something that you really wanted to talk about here is the world's most expensive taco. Dude, this taco is crazy. Okay, so just to boot, this one, one taco, and it's not even a big taco. It's moderate. It's like a serving size. Like, one fucking taco. Like, you got your little six-inch corn tortilla with your toppings, right? $25,000 for this one taco. They loaded this motherfucker down with Kobe beef, caviar, truffle cheese, gold-infused tortilla, and topped, just to look pretty, with nice little flower petals out through it. Nice little flower. What kind of flower petals? Flower petals? Flower petals. They didn't specify. Flower petals. I mean, some things are meant to be a secret, I suppose. But, like, you have, like, rich gold flakes on top of this damn thing. A, a, a genuine truffle cheese. Just to make that truffle cheese, you know that's got to take a good while to make. Because, like, look at, say, a cheddar cheese. That takes months to make. Just to culture correctly. Hey. If we're looking at cheese, look at fucking Parmesan. You can only culture that one solid bacteria in one place, and it is Parmesan Italy. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean... You know, like, a truffle cheese? Like, what are you doing? Are you melting it down? Because no. even the pictures of it, I, I wish I could pull it up and show you people, but even then, it it's just a crumble. Oh, this... It almost looks like a queso fresco. This this uh, taco though it's it's I feel like I would frame it for that amount of money. Oh dude, like if I pay twenty five grand for a fucking taco, best believe I'm gonna put my wiener in it. You want to know why? It's twenty five grand, not just because for the... of the caviar that's probably coming out of a certain age sturgeon, or maybe the truffle where it takes a hog or maybe a good hound to actually go and harvest it. Or the Kobe, which is only uh, cultivated, rather specifically, for it to be an actual Kobe, much like a Wagyu. Or you got the linguist, linguisty shrimp. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but but here's the the kicker on it is you can't just walk up in this restaurant and be like, I want your gold taco. That's not how that works. No, like you have to put a, No, you also have to put a deposit of $12,500 before you even come in and order. A deposit. They have to, you know, you can't just be some jack-off off the street like, hey, well, I want your expensive I, taco. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, look, if you're taking a dissolvable gold 
and putting it into a, 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 a tortilla blend like that that's got to take some time like that is serious product going into this very expensive shit i'd be very nervous to make that taco you know i bet gordon ramsay would look that thing spit on it just because that's who he is he spits on anything there is i mean i watched the man down his mother about some dish he was like oh it doesn't look as good as mine and but at the end he said it tasted better than his well in the middle of it too she was like that's not cooked and he's like, there's no way. And then he pokes his little knife into it, and it's still all doughy and right in the middle. He's like, ah, there's no way. Yeah, you just got beat. Look, you, you can't beat a mama's cooking, but this chef who's making this is a fucking baller, dude. He's obviously, I mean, I think there's only been, as of, since 2013, up until the point of when they opened, I think it was 2013, I don't know about now, there was nobody who has ordered this taco. And I still don't know if there's anybody who's actually ordered this taco. No, uh, this guy in one year served 53 of them. 53, 53 of these? 53 of these Holy tacos. Holy shit. That's insane. Yeah, per year, 53 a year uh, of an average. It, like, he's up there with Salt Bay. Like, he's cooking for celebrities at this point. Salt Bay, he, I actually saw an article on him just today. Um... Yeah, he was, he opened up in England? Somewhere European like that. And uh, I guess he was uh, demolished and like detrimented by the reviews that he got. And he actually left said country that he opened up with because of like the prices of his food for simple things like a Red Bull. A simple Red Bull drink was just out of this world expensive. Well, I mean, look, I, I have a lot to say about Salt Bay. Okay, <laughs> Salt Bay, if you're hearing this, I don't fucking like you <laughs> at all whatsoever. That That's a personal opinion. People might not like that opinion, but I don't care what you like. This is what I like on this. So, bear with so I have to give the guy credit like this guy came up from absolutely nothing and he's plating these beautiful steaks and doing these master cuts and doing a little salt off the forearm bump for uh, super famous uh, people like look at these athletes that come through he's got NFL athletes coming through he's got superstar chefs coming to check out his work looking at his curing rooms I mean, hell, you should have seen the one where he was, uh, oh, dude, uh, what, what's that guy's name? White chicks, black guy, what's his name? Terry Crews? Yeah, like, he even served it to Terry Crews, and he was just laughing that shit up. But I think the part that Salt Bay really missed in the world is a steak will always sell itself. It will always sell itself, without a doubt. Whether, whether you're going for that Rolls-Royce cut... Where you're going for that shitty little ribeye. Which a ribeye could be really good if done right. Yeah. But, I mean, that steak will sell itself. Look at the tomahawks. People are going for those tomahawks and the gigantic tomahawks, which is a three cut of a tomahawk. Three different cuts of meat on this damn thing. Going down to the rib. That's... 
Okay, tomahawks, that's like my ultimate goal of life is to have a fucking tomahawk. But I mean, Salt Bay, he has figured out how to actually like butter baste out and cook this thing correctly. Like, he can make a fantastic steak. I bet you anything, his steak would be one life-changing steak, but at the end of the day, it's still butter, meat, and salt with a little bit of pepper. Like, even Michelin star steaks is exactly that. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, he, he's got this shit down to an exact science, but what I think he did wrong as to where these the $25,000 taco guys did right. So what I think he did wrong is that he got this super quick thing really really fast and he's like, oh man, you know, I'm awesome. I'm, I'm fucking up there. I'm godly. And he opened up his own shop in this European country wherever this was, I can't remember. And then he sold simple shit for really expensive. Now these guys took it to the next level. They're like, well, if we're going to sell something expensive, we have to have the most exquisite and rare and elegant ingredients to make this expensive taco. I mean, they even got the world's most expensive tequila to go along with it. Dude, what was that? $150,000 for this tequila. Per bottle. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's it's from, uh, Pat, I think I'm saying this right, Passion Azteca Ultra Premium Anijo Tequila. God, say that ten times fast. <laughs> oh, Drink a bottle of that and say that, folks. It's crafted from platinum and white gold of lay point nine two five. So, I don't know what that means, but so, that's fucking good. So it's like the golden schlager of tequila. Yeah. Only jazzed up and done it right. I, I wonder. I wonder how that process has to go. So, when you drink tequila, what do you go for? Do you go for the clear tequila, do you go for the gold tequila, or do you go for the dark tequila? See, I go for that tequila that makes me get that tattoo and piercing of I heart mom on my ass cheek. So I'm, not very, for... I'm not picky on my tequila. I know that Jose is not my friend. I know Hornitos gets me laid. I like that really nice bottle. I forget the name of it, but it's got like this like deer or elk. No, it's got like this deer or elk on the bottle, and it's really smooth. It's clear. It's it's silver, and it's just really Don Julio. It's not Don Julio. It, it starts with a C, but anyhow, that shit is really smooth. It's not exactly bottom shelf. It's not upper. It's in that middle class. So it's like you know that good forty fifty dollars a bottle. See, when you see, like, the antlers and stuff, I, my mind immediately goes to Jager Meister. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Every time I see Jaeger, I just think about vomiting in my mouth and, you know, a dude's hoodie. Like, there's something Vomit in your it. mouth, dude's hoodie. Oh, my hoodie. Yeah. And then uh, restraining orders. But we'll get to that on a later date. Yeah. <laughs> restraining orders is in the suggestion box. And if you guys ever have suggestions to go into said suggestion box, let us know. Like, the show is completely based upon the suggestion box. Like, we came up with a bunch of random ass ideas, threw it into a box, and we draw two to three of them for a show, and we research and we, we talk about these things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about anything. Oh, what? Hold up. I don't want to open that gate. 
Almost anything. No, I'd talk about just about damn anything. As long as you get me drunk, no. Alright, we're diving deep into it. Anything you guys uh, want us to talk about, we'll talk about. So. Oh, we should have threw that on the last episode of Balls Deep. <laughs> you know? Well, like, it had been fitting. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is our fun facts about tacos and what tacos entail. You got your weird tacos, you got your Nutella chocolate tacos, you got your world's largest tacos, you got your Taco Tuesday facts, and then you got your $25,000 taco along with this $150,000 bottle of tequila. But now you can't have a fur taco without the fur. And I do believe we need to start talking about those fur babies, dude. Fur babies. That's what it's all about. I mean, that's like man's best friends. All the way down to the slithery ones. I mean, they're not very furry, but they eat the furry things. There is actually snakes with a little bit of fur on them. No shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they were like if they were like a cobra or like some sort of viper or something. But they have like right below their what, what I would think is ears, like right on the nap of their neck, is a little bit of fur. Huh. I don't remember exactly what they're called, so Shit. don't quote me on that, but I know there's a snake out there that has some sort of little fur. I think it's a defense mechanism. So they don't get bit. Because, like, when animals go to bite a snake, they go right for the head and the neck, right? Right. Like, that's what's trying to get Right, kind of like a pit going for, you know, what it needs to bring down is, like, it's being a great protector. Like, it'll snap a hold of that throat. And yeah, it'll snap that jugular. Yeah, like, it's going straight for the throat. Yeah, no, but there's definitely some furry snakes out there. Which, by all means, pit bulls. Those are great fucking dogs. Amazing. Like, they're they're actually a nanny dog. Nanny? Well, no, I wanted to say nanny, but I'm going to go with... That'd be like Santa Claus, right? <laughs> Mary Poppins. Yeah, they'd be like the Mary... Dude, you know, they'd be like the... the that St. Bernard in the Arctic with, like, you know, the medicine whiskey barrel on the neck, but just not as cool as that. Oh, like the first search and rescue. Yeah, dude. Like, I thought that was wild. They were sending out whiskey to warm these people up that got lost in the snow, which it made no sense. because You were killing them. Yeah, dude. You're like, hey, I know you're freezing to death. Your belly's going to get warm, but your blood's going to get really thin. Have a good <laughs> yeah. freeze. We're going to freeze your veins so your heart stops pumping. Yeah. like So we don't have to find you as fast. It, it's you know? like we're either going to cure you or kill you, but you're going to be buzzed on your way out. Yeah, no, it's... That's something wild to me, is that the animals, we have this new agenda, I guess you will, with animals and our companions and however you want to see them. As compared to back in the day, they were tool. Yeah, they were tool. They were tool. Like, they, they had a purpose. They weren't even, like, a necessity. They were just a tool. Like, they, they were either protecting those crops way back when, yeah. to keep away coyotes and other things, or they were protecting your actual in-home homestead from an intruder. Yeah. Like, dogs, like, they, they serve a huge purpose. I mean, hell, they're even great for hunting. You need to get some food in your home. 
that that's one way of doing it. You send your dog out, or case in point, say say you're trying to fowl hunt, you're trying to kill that fucking duck, right? You're trying to put that bird on the table. Is your ass going in that cold ass water? No, you're sending your furry pup to go get that damn thing, and he is so stoked to do it because now he's getting to play with a chew toy out in the middle of some water. Yeah, a fresh tooth chew toy. <laughs> Still warm. Yeah. He's picking out the buckshot for you, so you <laughs> ain't got it. Yeah, no, I mean, you, there was even some people who would throw their dog into, like, their chicken coop, along with their goats and everything, so that wolves or what have you would, you know, if they came in at night, they would have three big-ass massive dogs that would just rip it to shreds. Right, or people would even collect their dog's urine. Just to put it around perimeter. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. You know, because other dogs are going to smell that and be like, oh man, this is some other animal's territory. I need to stay out of here if it smells like super grotesque. Or however the fuck they sense that shit out and they're like, yeah, that, that smell is too musky for me. You know, then go their separate way. Yeah, it's all about marking the territory. But look at what people's done with them since then, though. Like, case in point, now people will carry these dogs on their the back of their shoulder as <laughs> if it was a child. Or they hang them up in little baby jumpers in the middle of the kitchen. Scott. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, I mean we've come we've come a long way. Yeah, like we're we're no longer coinciding as man's best friend but man's new baby. I mean, I think we, I mean, we've definitely come a long way. I mean, jumping, kind of jumping back to the taco thing, we've come a long way with that, but we, I think we went in the wrong direction. But as far as fur babies go, I think we're headed in the right direction. I mean, some of it may be a little extreme, but, you know. No, I mean, look. To each their own. But at the same time, we're also breeding out the special traits that make them so unique with other breeds to get the traits that we want. Yeah. That's not doing them a good justice. Like, they have years of this being bred in them for a specific purpose. Like, information is passed down from a generation to a generation, right? Yeah. So, if we're breeding that out of them, aren't we just making them lose a piece of themselves? Yeah. I like, guess you'd like, be right. Like, you're, you're taking away from that. Yeah. I mean, just like people trying to tame snakes... They're not meant to be tamed. They don't even have a cognitive sense in their mind to actually really be tamed. But now we're to the point to where we can use music. Snakes are not meant to be caged or pets. No, they're 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 out there for a purpose of uh, population control to their environment to make sure that the ecosystem isn't overloading on a certain thing. Yeah, which would damage further down the line on that same ecosystem. I mean, just think of if we had more snakes out in the open, freely running around, slithering around. My bad, not running. I'm a snake. Slithery <laughs> <laughs> snake. No, but if we had more snakes out there, think of how much lower the mouse, insect, frog, and rat population would be. But at the same time, Maybe it's a good thing. Like, when you put it that way, maybe it's a good thing that we're doing this. Because if you take out, like, say, uh, like, chicken snakes, 
chickens, they have a huge purpose, and they cut down the bugs by a lot, which yeah. cuts down our rate of disease to a human. Yeah. You know, no different than, like, a cow fart killing the ozone, right? <laughs> I know. Like, super stupid. But, yeah. Big but, but say say you're doing the same thing over in like say Australia and you're eating that frog population. So now you have the pest population that's just gonna override because that snake isn't gonna go and eat that fucking flying little insect. At least not as quick as that frog would. Well in like Yeah. But like at only certain points in time did Australia have that frog population there because I want to say, like, over 75% of the year, those frogs are in the ground. So, does that mean there's only 25% out of the year that people are there licking these toads and tricking dick? Okay, I think the frog licking has to come from, it's definitely from England. I don't know about that, man. Like, because you got those, because, I mean, think about the raves and the EDM nightclubs that's definitely got to be the underground raves and shit but no like australia like australia and africa they have a certain type of frog that like it's like their hibernation season because you got to think australia and africa it's pretty fucking dry throughout the entirety of the year right and then they have that one rain season which lasts only like a month or so. Well, I don't know about England or anything sort of Europe having that kind of issue because, I mean, like, look at 2020, for example. It wasn't <laughs> Europe that was being set ablaze by, like, well, the no, entire that's why continent. I'm saying, that's why I'm saying that's where the toad licking comes from. They got those toads accessible, right? But Australia, they got the toad, their insect population, their frog population isn't so, what is it? There isn't a large number of it because most of the year they're underground. They're waiting for that rain to fall. So what are they... Okay, so I, I, I'm kind of fixated on the damn toad for a second. So for the off-season where they're not licking these damn frogs because they're underground, what are they doing? Are they scraping the neurotoxin off their back, collecting it in a jar and just sipping it? Like, how would you even keep that? That'd be some slimy-ass shit. I'm sure you can get a hold of these frogs around their seasonal time, if you will, and, you know, probably even breed them. It's kind of so like, have some... like an indoor captivity where it's like that perfect time year round and you just got some little wacko like, like that. Oh, fuck, I forget his name. The guy that created acid. So kind of like that guy, right? Yeah, it's kind of like a... Only he's he's growing frogs instead of a fucking rye culture in a petri dish. It's kind of like people that, you know, here in America that, like, in states where, which is most states right now, where mushrooms aren't legal, they're illegally putting together and breeding mushrooms in a dark, damp place. Like, they have to be doing that with toads, too. I like, mean, you can. Why not? I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and promote drugs. Drugs are bad. But, however, it's not against the law if you don't get caught. Drugs are bad when you do it at the wrong time. Like, see, I'm in place, boys. And like, like if you're going to a really nice wedding, you're not going to pull a toad out of your shirt pocket and lick that damn thing. Oh, see, I was thinking that was the best time. <laughs> I was thinking funerals would be the best time. That way, you can say goodbye to the spirit on its way out. 
I don't know. I think that sent me into a dark, crazy, fucking weird-ass, trippy spiral thing. I don't know, man. Downhill. That, that's like that non-consensual, necro, not-necro, <laughs> mancy, weird shit. <coughs> like, there's gotta be a name for that. What What is it called when you fucking ghost? That's called DMT. DMT. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's when sir. you start seeing the shadow people. No, that's methamphetamine. <laughs> well, I mean, that's yeah. on the seventh day. The shadow man comes and visits. The hat man. The hat man. Shishi <laughs> comes. It's no longer a safe place. But yeah, no, I think people. I think mean, they gotta be. How accessible is this so-called? Is this okay? So, do you categorize? What do we call it? Toad venom. Toad toxin. I guess it'd be a toad toxin. It's a neurotoxin. Yeah, so toad toxin. I mean, do you categorize toad toxin as far as, like, mushrooms, DMT, salvia? Well, you would have to, because it's a complete hallucinogenic in a body. It's natural. DMT is natural, too. Yeah, no, I mean, do you categorize it as all these natural, like, hallucinogenics? I, I don't think that's how that works. Cause, I mean, look at marijuana as a Schedule Three drug because it's a hallucinogenic. Because you daydream when you get all spacey and you're eating your cookies, staring at the blank TV, but you're swear to God you're watching that TV because you smoke the bomb. Yeah, that that that's a hallucination by technical category. That's just that blows my mind because how movies and shows depict depict it is like you're like you're seeing purple colors no like no it's more like grandma's boy where the monkey's beating him like oh you're really good at this game dude the tv's not on their controllers ain't even plugged in or grandma can hear her hair grow dude look at the <laughs> sandwiches she made she made an ice cream sandwich on rye with lettuce with a scoop of vanilla now that's an ice cream sandwich I think that's just called retardation. No, I, I'm just pretty... Smoke. I don't know. Like, case in point, there's uh, there's this guy that I follow on YouTube. Really cool guy. He takes, like, all these weirdo foods that you would see, like, in TV and cartoons, and he recreates them. And it's, like, something with Babish. TV and car- cartoons? Yeah, TV? dude. Like, I, like, the other day, he just posted one up. And he was going on with the, uh, uh, Meg Griffin. She made, like, this super awesome meal. And he recreated that. And apparently, that meal was actually spectacular. It was a steak with this awesome mashed potato. And, like, he made it super gourmet. You know what I would want him to remake, as far as cartoon food goes, would be the turkey legs. From Sword in the Stone. Look it up. He's got it. That would be amazing. He's got it. I would always want. I've always wanted to try that. Dude, he redid the uh, the milkshake from uh, Pulp Fiction, the five dollar milkshake. Ooh, yeah, like Babish is the shit. When I think of a good milkshake, though, I always think of that chocolate milkshake from Iron Giant, <laughs> where he puts the laxatives in it. Oh yeah, dude, that little FBI dude, he was shitting every which way but loose. <laughs> like, he was fucked, dude. 
like, imagine doing your investigation. You're like, hey, sorry, guy, that I'm trying to investigate, but I need to blow up your outhouse. <laughs> By the way, have you seen a giant iron giant? Have you seen a robot eating metal? <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. Exactly. Holy shit. Holy he was shit. praying to his maker that <laughs> it would stop. Dude, did you see how much he put in that motherfucker? God damn. Well, yeah, it, he was trying to clear him out for a colonoscopy. That was based back in, like, what, the 60s? Yeah, 67. Back then, laxatives were just straight fucking drain cleaner. You know, who would be super cool to hang out with? And that is the artist guy from the Iron Giant. Oh, the yeah. junkyard guy? Yeah, that junkyard yeah, guy. I'd like that to smoke guy. a joint with that guy. Fucking, dude. Man, you know, too bad we can't get, like, fictional characters and bring them onto the show. Because I would totally try to get that guy on. Just you always get the voice actor. But that's not the character. Get him in the character. Yeah, get him in the character. Get him in the character. I wonder if he's still even surviving. I mean, that that cartoon's got to be goddamn 20, 20 years old now. Well, okay, let's let's find out. I don't even know the artist guy character's name in the show. I thought it was like some generic shit like John or something. <laughs> John. <laughs> it's got to be hip and cool. Coolsville. Dean. 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 And he That's is right. alive because the guy that plays him is Harry Connick Jr. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> Apparently this motherfucker. Oh! Yeah. And that movie came oh. out in... 99. Okay, so that that's definitely 22 years old. <laughs> yeah, okay. dog, you make me feel old. <laughs> Dude, that just made me feel old. Maybe my gray hairs and the beard is worth it at this point. Like, I always wanted to be cool as Dean, dude. I wanted to make fucking art and live in a junkyard. And then at the end, still get the babe. He got the babe, dude. That was no feature. Well, nowadays, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, I'd lift up that apron. Fuck the Pixar mom, man. I want to go back to that. I mean, but first you gotta, you gotta get yourself a big old fucking metal-eating giant, which is not possible these days. That is true. I mean, just go to Japan. I'm sure they got something for you. Man, so here's a cool one for you. Sorry, Annie Hughes, the mom, is played by Jennifer Aniston. That just makes it so much better. See, we can have that character on the podcast, dude. I would do some dirty things, Jennifer Aniston. I don't care how old she gets. Sorry, Jen. that that is still one of my little growing up sweethearts, child crush type thing. Like smoking hot. Like we're the Millers. Oh, that yeah. routine. Oh my god, dude. Oh yeah. Like, in that, she's got to be fucking almost 50 years old. God damn, dude. She damn. made that look great. You really think she was that old? Let's see. How look how old <laughs> she is now. She's like 53. That movie's four years old, so 49. I don't know. If you could math this out, she was born in 1969. Six, okay, so she's 53. Yeah, 53. That. The 69 was the year my mom was born. Not bad. Watch, I got the fucking age wrong, and my mom's rolling in her grave like, Can't you remember my birthday? <laughs> well, just so you know, Mom, I smoke a lot of weed. No. <laughs> I smoke a lot of weed. No. All right. So, so hold on. I, I got a 
cool fun fact since we're on the, the fur babies. We'll bring yeah, it back yeah. a little bit here. Yeah, we need to get back to the fur, so, fur tacos. So, I, I, I was curious. I was super curious. I wanted to know what the smallest cat in the world was. So I got two answers for that. So the actual breed is a Singapore cat. The females get about four pounds as an adult, and the males get to six pounds as an adult. Aren't they like the world's deadliest cat? Yeah, but you can't hear them fucking coming because they're so tiny. But <coughs> there was this Himalayan Persian. His name was Tinker Toy. Tinker Toy. He was <laughs> seven centimeters tall and 19 centimeters long at two and a half years old. Yeah, I couldn't have a cat like that. I'd get out of bed and all you'd hear is... Dude, like, imagine if that cat crawled in bed with you. You're going to look like that fucking uh, gorilla that had that pet cat. I think that was in like the 70s or 80s. And rolled over and killed the cat. And then the gorilla got a bad depression and ended up dying over that. Yeah, no, that I would definitely be that gorilla. Like, could you imagine? Like, like that's not even some made-up shit. Like, you could look that up right now. And I had to fact-check that. And I found the real facts of that through Guinness Book of World Record. Like, that is the smallest cat. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I mean, that's having, that's like having, like, one of those little toy chihuahuas. I'd roll over that thing in the middle of the night and not even know it until I got out of bed the next morning. Right, I mean, like... Uh, uh, imagine. Imagine you have a another cat, a territorial cat, like an average size cat, right? Like, if we put in the dick size, like, you got that six-inch cat, right? That average kitty. That's so, a fucking hors d'oeuvre. So, you cat, got, like, my cat, cat attack. You got, like, my cat, Poe, and then you got this little fucking size. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, fucking 19 centimeters. Like, we're looking like this, dude. Like, that. that's, like, the tip of your finger to your... Oh, that's your tall boy right there. Yeah, dude, he's big as my beard. That's bad. That is pretty bad. That needs to be put... I don't... You need to put that motherfucker in a display, just keep him away from the world. I bet you couldn't even get him taxidermy. He's so small. I don't know, maybe. I mean, they do chipmunks. You would... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... What are those little... Uh, What stuffed animals everybody collected. What, those tie bean things? Yeah. That's what it would be. Yeah, he'd be one of those little ties. <laughs> like, fill it with know. a bunch of fucking styrofoam and shit and just make it a little beanie. So, like, this is my thing. So, so how he stayed so small was he had a, a genetic mutation which started its growth. So, he, so, so that's like a midget, what, midget cat. Yeah, dude. Like, okay, midget is super like offensive. Dwarf, small. No, uh, they prefer little cat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyhow, hey, don't get short with me, Frodo. And, and if there's any little people listening, just know I think you guys are sexy as fuck. You guys are in my dreams, so don't worry. I'm not being prejudiced. <laughs> just so you know, like. I like you cock sleeves. Like, just hang out with cock me. Cock sleeves? So, 
<laughs> Shout out to Tiny Taxi. Ooh, yeah. Maybe we get that on the show. Like, come on. I don't know, man. I'll, fu- I'll go halvesies on that plane ticket. Oh, I thought you were going to go halvesies on that. I mean, I might take a whole one of us, you know. Well, I mean, you can't really go halvesies on that. That's more like quartersies. <laughs> Anyhow, this got weird. Right. But back to fur tacos. <laughs> back to the fur of the tacos. <laughs> you know, humans, we, we've done some weird shit. Like, case in point, we don't want our animals to be lonely, so we have music for them. Yeah. Like, look at Ailstorm. They did an entire album for dog sitting. So, like, you have, like, this butthole pirate rock that's barking at you for the next six hours. Gosh. Like, could you imagine? Okay, maybe not six. Maybe more like three. But whatever. That's still a long time to bark that. Imagine being a paraplegic. Right? Hey, you got, like, you're super rich. Just imagine this, okay? You're super rich. You're paraplegic. You have a couple dogs. Your wife buys this music for your dogs. And then tells your maid or servant or whatever the fuck you have to put this on for your dogs and you just you hear this all day long and you can't turn it off because you can't fucking move well i mean you're you said paraplegic like you, your arms are still going dude whatever dude you could be in your chair and you could be get it like fucking xavier dude okay so who's the who's the full body that, that's quadruple yeah Look, all I'm saying is... You can put a gun in your mouth. Maybe you can hold your breath long enough to pass out? But wouldn't you be hooked up to, like, an oxygen? Just in case? No, no, no. Like, like, just because your limbs don't work doesn't mean that your, like, organs don't. Sometimes. I mean, one organ does interfere with a male. I'd have a stint put in that just to keep it hard all the time. Yeah, I don't. But know, you man. wouldn't even feel it, though. True. That's the sad part about it. But guess what? That just means you can get it for hours, and she isn't dissatisfied. Yeah, until your skin starts sloughing off and you get that burn going. So what? You ain't gonna feel that. It's just gonna get stinky for her when she goes down on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cook curdled pork meat. Talk about duck butter. Jesus. <laughs> Alright. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, imagine that. Dude, that's like scraping hot cheese off of a block. Dude, imagine... And, you know, once again, this isn't be super offensive, but imagine, like, a chick quadriplegic. I bet that's like a full Batgirl cheese. But if you're smart about it, you'll get up in there with a little spongy every day it's like it's like you got to clean well, your sex doll right but i mean like say say case in point like that that nurse isn't coming out every day to give you a bath and who's to say they're actually doing a good job that would suck to be quadriplegic okay but like dude i know like after 12 hours of good hot labor over a fucking grill or stove or whatever the fuck i'm doing that day like, I can't even stand my own pit. Imagine fucking smelling your little coot down there from three feet away, and it's just gagging maggots knocking buzzards off gut wagons. Like, I couldn't live with myself. 
<laughs> like, those people are heroes. Oh, my no. Might talk a lot of shit and make some jokes, but, like, where did we go? Away from the animals. <laughs> oh, wait, we went to a whole different place. Yeah, we did. Let's bring this tangent back by a lot. <laughs> by a fucking lot. Okay, so... Before we got into our tangent, we were talking about how... What do you got on some fur babies? So we were talking about how animals were tools, and then we've come a long way from that, right? Yeah, and then we got, like, misguided by duck butter and quadriplegics. So I have two separate subjects on coming a long way from that. I have the too far, and then I have the just right. So the just right of this scenario is that this lady's name is Nina Hale, a digital marketing company in Minneapolis just introduced a policy that allows employees to have that who have gotten new pets or pets that have are pregnant, I guess, and having babies. Yeah, she so, also does mascot training, right? Yeah, so yeah, like, I know who you're talking so about. So you got like, say, like you went to a rescue shelter. And you picked up this dog, poor abused dog. She's actually instated a policy in her digital marketing company, and they're calling it Fur Eternity Leave. And it is a policy uh, that allows you to kind of like, kind of like a maternity leave, a couple months or weeks or whatever, however long that lasts. You stay home with this pet, and you get to know the pet. Are you going to stay home and, you know, make sure your puppies are okay or your kittens are okay and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think that's the right side of it for me. Like, I think that's the right direction. But then you got, like, you got the crazy side of it. You got people who are pairing up with other people to have their dogs marry each other's dogs. Like, what so, is that? Fucking weird. So, like... What you're telling me is, is Joe Blow down the road with this really nice husky can marry my wiener dog? Yeah, if you guys so choose, and if, you know, <coughs> I don't know if you would have to put in some sort of request or, like, licensing or some sort of fucking, what is it, what are those where you sign it, signatures? Petitions? A petition for it to happen. I don't know how that works, but... People do do it. <clears throat> they get their animals married to one another. Or, you know, they got the... <coughs> they got extravagant clothes for these animals. Beds, houses, fucking... You know, not, not to bring up, like, last episode, but it makes me wonder something. So what if you had your say your dog and your cat go to get married, but they get married as Pastafarians. How would that go? Dude, tell me that would be the weirdest wedding of the century. I'm sure somebody out there has thought of something like that. I mean, there's there's people out there that are saying their animals, their dogs, identify as vegans. Vegetarians. That's so stupid. That's say, like saying it's, my gun identifies as a fucking cordless hole puncher. Like <laughs> this, uh, this forty-five identifies as an airsoft gun. <laughs> yeah, it's not real. Here, I, I even spray paint some fucking orange on the tip. It's not <laughs> yeah. real. 
No, I mean they're 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 they click pow. <laughs> they're telling people what their animals feel and what they think. That is wild. Yeah, no, it's you know, they need to come up with like some of that sci fi shit, like some Rick and Morty shit. And like like case in point, like Rick and Morty, they have that episode where Snuffles got that little headgear on and then yeah. like, start taking over the human yeah. race, right? Yeah. Well, maybe we should do something like that and just understand what the fuck they're thinking. And I'm pretty sure it's gonna be like ha, boom, ha ha bacon. Yeah, no, you think that's I mean, maybe for some species of animals that would work, like Right, they get that Jack Russell Terrier that's like, this is most exquisite tuna, sir. Or, you you know, you get that fucking, like, it's not a head helmet. It's not, like, something that connects to their brain. It's a serum, like fucking uh, James Franco's Planet of the Apes. Word. And then you get, like, because apes are smart, right? They're fucking smart. They do sign language. They do problem solving, you know. But they're, they're still not the smartest animal on this planet. No, but they're they're smart enough to be able to communicate in our language with us, right? Right. So, say you start doing something like that with these animals, and then you just get detrimentally fucked up, and Mother Nature's like, you know what? You gave me my gate, you gave me my key, and I opened it. Now you're all fucked. Right. That's a scary thought. Well, I mean, scary thoughts is, you know, what we're doing with the AI. That's a scary thought. Yeah, because they, yeah. You know, I was... Was it Sophia, the AI, that has told us in several different ways how the world is going to end and the machines are going to take over? Right, and even then, that was even during a conversation with another... Yeah. ...electronic. And that was was way back in the day when they first started coming around. Now we're progressed. Yeah, that's like 2009. Like, now, now we have, like, Sophia, if you will, but called Alexa. Yeah, too. We have Cortana. Yeah. Come on, Master Chief, come get your girl. Like, dude, even then, like, they had reconfigured Cortana's shit a few times because she was getting too high and mighty and was, like, doing her own program. And I'm not even talking in video game, I'm talking reality. Yeah, no, when you give something a power to do something, like, it's not always going to stick to your plan. Did we stick to a plan? No, we all went fucking off and went crazy. Not not to really sit here and quote some Jurassic Park, but <laughs> they got really wrapped up with the if we should versus the if we could. Yeah, I think that's what this whole world is about. And, and they figured out that they could and not that they should. And they did when they shouldn't. I think I read something <coughs> about dinosaurs recently about the if we can and we should type of deal and they're I think they're getting close to something and it's not good. Look, I, I'm all for them coming up with like some sort of a habitat or something. So we could actually see what these animals look like, sound like, and what some of their like initial habits were. Cause that could unlock a whole lot to our own missing link. Because we as humans are still an animal. We're still a fur baby ourselves. Yeah, I mean, look at you. I mean, like, a fur baby is nothing more than a fucking sack of guts and blood, and that's exactly what we are. I was going to say you're a fur baby because you're so fuzzy, but... Yeah, Bear Force One, sucker minus the gay bits. (laughs) Bear Force One.
Hey, boys. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, you know what? I fucking love that goddamn music video. I don't know what it is. It, it's funny. It's the guys in the Speedos, huh? No, if I want to check out Guys in Speedos, I'm going to watch Magic Mike. And I'm just going to fucking enjoy that. Not saying I'm, like, gay or anything like that, but look at the dance moves they could do. Look, could you pull off some of the dances that they did? No, that is some skill. Oh, hell yeah, I could. Give <laughs> me a month. No, you couldn't. Give me a month. You know what? When we actually go and start doing our little uploaded video, video segments video. of this, which it is coming, we are going to be upgrading the show. Then, and only then, on our first debut of that, you have to do one of Magic Mike's famous moves. You got to do the shirt bust onto the knee fucking little, you know, the jig, the thing. The jig, the thing. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, the most amazing moves. But, like... You're not talking okay. about, like, the jig where I got tackled by Silva. Living yeah, her. no, uh, and I'm the also jig. not talking, like, the Spicy McHaggis jig, either. Oh, but that's the best jig. Uh, <laughs> when they say no muff too tough, I don't think they mean over 400 pounds. Oh, that's exactly Th then you just need mining equipment. <laughs> you need explosives. Gotta blow open that door. <clears throat> but... So we're talking about the too far here. I think the too far with animals as far as like your ordinary pets, dogs and cats, right? They have extravagant, what, is it, what would you call it, hotel? Dude, there's a lot of hotel for animals. Yeah, but there's just... Look at the hotel for cats. Uh, it's uh, like Hobo Cat Hotel or whatever. Hobo Cat. So... Basically, here, let, let me look this up so make sure I got this right. But, like, it's even a thing down here. I don't know if it originated from here. Oh, it's from down here. That makes sense. But, no, like, these people did amazing things. Where is it? Yeah, the hobo. Yeah, so it's like a donation, you know, center and whatnot. Oh, so it's like a rescue. Yeah, but still, like, they bring in... It, it doesn't <coughs> matter how occupied they are. They'll even take cats out and put it into, like, foster home situation until they can get this cat a good home. Okay, so that's that's not the too far, though, that I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, the rich community side of it. Like, your Paris Hilton and your fucking Donald Trump and your what-have-you motherfuckers. Like, you got a, a... Not a... What is it? An embassy, basically. Like, embassy suites, you know? Okay. Like, so, super bougie for Super cats. bougie. Super bougie for cats and dogs. They, they have that? Yeah, 10,000 square feet indoor area. Play area. Just play area. And that's not like rehabilitation or anything like no, that. No, this is somewhere we're like, hey, I'm going to go to Cabo for the month. Like, I'm going to drop off my dog. So it's like a fancy kennel. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's like a fancy kennel on steroids. I mean, it's just 10,000 feet of play area. What do they feed them? So you have... Are they making it? 
Yeah, or they actually, just it's pills? so you know, like when you go to a grocery store and you're like in your animal section and you see that fridge. Yeah, it has that like natural dog food and cat food and yeah. grass fed yeah, beef that real and shit. shit. Yeah, so they actually have was uh, specialty grocery stores. Specialty grocery stores, and not only do they have specialty grocery stores, but they have boutiques for, like, fancy clothes. Okay, you just dropped that French on me. What the fuck is a boutique? I think I, is that, like, a thing of flowers? <laughs> I, no, that's a bouquet. I think a boutique is, uh... But not the kitchen bouquet, the, the brown sauce you put in your soup. <laughs> the brown sauce... <laughs> So a boutique, I think it's like just fancy like beds, clothes. So it's like a BNB on awesomeness. Like, yeah. Like that's cool. On super awesome. I mean it's climate controlled. Three quarters of the of the outside of the property is all play area. They have purified air. They have hospitals. They purify the Yeah, air. they have purified air. All all animals prior to playtime have to be screened, like medically screened and vaccinated. Like before so, each playtime. Before they're I'm I'm thinking before like before they, they're put in like a general population. Yeah. So they okay. have to make sure there's absolutely nothing wrong with well, this animal. Well yeah, I mean you don't want to get like this rich jack off that didn't want to take care of his puppy that's got like parvo that's not exuding the symptoms yet. Yeah. To go into a general population with other dogs that maybe aren't vax. I mean, I think it even goes down to the smallest detail. Like, you don't, like, they don't accept, like, animals that have, like, buttworms. Or maybe even fleas? Yeah. Like, they're getting screened completely. So, it is like... It's like a clean room. No, it's like a utopia. Yeah, basically. I mean, they have the organic groceries. They have the cleansed air. They have the 10,000 square feet. They have... The boutique, which is a, it says here, a small store selling fashionable clothes or accessories. You get accessories. So I bet you can walk up in there and get like a $25,000 diamond collar for your fucking dog. Like this is some richy rich shit. That's some like little Yachty, but in the dog fucking ass. God damn, dude. It's a P. Diddy of dogs and cats, man. The P. Diddy of dogs and cats. Damn. That's the too far for me. That's the too far. I mean, why do you need all of that? Just well, once again, we're we're back to the if you can versus if you should. <laughs> yeah. Like, should we or should we not? And they definitely were like, yeah, we definitely should. Fuck the homeless. Fuck the starving. I'm going to buy my dog a fucking $50,000 reservation for the month. Like, like, these places are fucking wild and expensive. Dude. So that's a real rate for a month. I mean, that's what I'm spitballing anyway. I mean, you got to think about it. You got specialty groceries. You got purified air. You got boutiques. Like, they don't call it a pet store. It's a boutique. Like, how much do you think this would work? Like, it's got to it, be somewhere up. 16K. Like, it's, like, for a reservation. Like, it, but then, like, everything else there, like, a couple grand for a caller or blah, blah, blah. God damn. Yeah. I mean, these are the type of people that have an eight card or odd. Well, 
I think we have pretty much summed it up. What do you think, B? I think we pretty much touched on everything in the furry taco realm. We touched on everything in the furry taco realm and then some. Which we probably shouldn't have touched on. <laughs> but we did. Kind of like Michael Jackson. Definitely. Uh, too far. There's going to be a generation that's just pussy rude. There's a generation that doesn't know. Educated. Educated. That's what we have. So those who don't know, you should research that. And uh, those who do know, just know. Damn. <laughs> damn. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think we've wrapped it up for the segment. And uh, I think our next segment is uh, Kids and Drugs. I don't know. We, we, we need to go to the uh, old uh, suggestion box and pull one out. There we go. So we're going to pull a hat trick, and uh, I guess we, uh, we'll catch you uh, chin stains later for our next segment. That sounds about right. Have a good one.